0: Well, Satana's something very special happened this past December twenty twenty.
1: What was that?
0: Well, it was really uh discussed all over the news. It was uh something to have to do with a planetary arrangement that is very unusual. It's what they call a conjunction in astrology of two planets, and those two planets are Saturn and Jupiter.
1: That's right. That's why everybody was going outside around sunset to look at this beautiful configuration in the sky.
0: Yeah, it was really quite interesting. And I hear it has a really powerful influence on the planet as well as our individual lives.
1: Do you want to tell us a little about that?
0: I'd love to, it's just that I'm not capable of doing that. So I thought we'd invite <laughs> one of our friends who's a expert astrologer to discuss this matter.
1: Yeah, great. So we've actually invited our fr- dear friend and a really remarkable astrologer, Russia Hassan, who is the president of the San Francisco Astrological Society. She was born and raised in Baghdad, Iraq, and throughout her time living there, experienced a lot of change, you know, through going through war and turmoil, and has created a whole new life for herself here in the United States, and become an astrologer, a hypnotherapist, And she's going to tell us a little bit about her background and then also tell us a little bit about this influence that Salvador mentioned. Welcome to the Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satara Moafi
0: and Salvador Cefalu,
1: a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley.
0: We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. Hi, Rasha, are you there?
2: Yes. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, it's fun to have you. And I have to say that you also were such a big influence in us really getting this podcast rolling. So I want to acknowledge you for that also. Oh, great.
0: Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got started in astrology?
2: Yeah, really, at um, kind of just before turning 20, I, uh, in Baghdad, uh, where I was born and raised, during the summer, we sleep on the roof because Baghdad is very hot. And I cherish this time because it's really beautiful. And uh, we go, we have like a special bed and mattresses, and there's no, we don't have a lot of streetlights, so you can really see a lot of stars. And I was fascinated when I was young. I just keep looking at the full moon and the other stars. And yeah, it was just like something really very romantic. Around the age of 20, 21 is by pure chance. You know, I lived under a dictatorship. We don't really have, we have like one channel we lived in a fear state, and we don't have really exposed to the rest of the world because it was, you know, a very different way of living under a dictatorship. And by pure chance, I love radio, and my cousin was telling me about this program on the radio by this astrologer. His name is Brahim Hasbun, and he's uh, his radio talk is in Arabic, but it's broadcasting actually from Tel Aviv. And he has like two programs, one in Hebrew, one in Arabic, I think. And then I start listening to it. And from the first time I listened to him, it just felt, felt right. And I felt so interested in it. I felt this connection. And this program would come once a week. I would record the program and I would keep listening to it and write down whatever he's saying. He would say, you know, Mercury is the god of communication, and this is how you get information. And then I would just write down anything he would say. And his his program became very successful. He added another day, so it became twice a week. One more like educational, and one is uh, more taking phone calls, and people will call him and ask him about their life. And I get to, Just really excited about it, very interested about it, wrote whatever he would say. And then down the road, I just the universe, when once the universe want to tell you that there is uh, something into this, the universe will guide you, will bring you, will bring you something that this is some of your path, you know, pay attention. So just maybe a year after, or even maybe less, by pure chance, a neighbor was fixing my computer. And he said, hey, listen, I have this program. A friend gave it to me. I have no idea. I know you're into stars, but I don't know what this program will do. Do you want me to put it in your computer? I said, yeah, sure. Why not? And then sure enough, it became I was able to put the birth details of, for mine and my family. And I have their chart. But of course, I did not have any books Because living under dictatorship really, first of all, I don't know where even to go to get those books. So I just kept trying to dig into getting information mainly from Ibrahim Hasbun because we don't really have much of also, the internet was not big as well there. I'm talking that this is like 25 years ago. I didn't really have any access to information beside Ibrahim Hasbun. That's really fascinating because
1: it sounds like this stirred such a passion in you that no matter what was happening in the environment around you, living under a dictatorship, somehow you were able to kind of call in the resources and the support to help you learn more about it, to develop your skills, to develop your interests. That's just amazing.
2: Yeah, I'm so grateful. And uh, down the road, I came for a visit to the U.S. in 2004. That's just after the last war. And I was visiting my uncle in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's an artist, and he has this uh, giant store for antiques. And his manager is an astrologer. And she noticed how much I like astrology, and I talk about it. But of course, I have no book. So far, I have no books, never read about it. I don't even know people can study or became astrologer. It's just, uh, yeah. And then she saw this love, and... She gifted me 20 books. Call about, uh, you know, a message from, from God. And I was like, what? does all for me? And those became my treasure. Wow. Wherever I go, I have those books with me and they're still with me. Of course, at that time, I can have a communication in English, but really my English is not good to, to finish one page because astrology is a very complicated language. You really need to educate yourself and and study and study. So I do have the books, but it is very hard for me to study them. It took me a long time until I really improved my English to understand this language.
0: It's amazing. Wow, Russia, I had no idea that you had such a path. That's fabulous. Now, I know you... You gave me an amazing reading recently about the influence of these two planets, Jupiter and Saturn, and this conjunction and how it influenced my chart for this coming year and, and beyond. Could you give us an idea of uh, what's going to happen on a global level?
2: Yes, it's such an important astrological event happened, really. And it happened that was exactly on the winter solstice. So it's like double important <laughs> treaty. Everything is about it is like a new beginning. And it's not just that Jupiter and Saturn, they came together in a zero degree of Aquarius and zero degrees really represent a new beginnings, like a new baby. All the energy is very new. So Jupiter and Saturn, those are the outer planets, they roughly almost come together every 20 years which brings a major structural change. Each Jupiter-Saturn conjunction marks a major generational shift. The conjunction is happening for the very first time in air element, setting a path for the coming uh, 200 years. And they have not met together in Aquarius since 1226.
0: Wow, Wow. It's amazing.
1: Can you explain to us why this is such a rare occurrence that it hasn't happened
2: for about 800 years? Yeah, the conjunction usually happen of J- Jupiter and Saturn. It lasts for 200 years in one element. So the last 200 year was conjuncting an Earth element. It is an 800 year cycle, almost each 200 years, Jupiter and Saturn conjunct in one element, and we have four elements. So it's really a very big cycle.
0: So it hasn't, they haven't conjunct or been in this conjunctive configuration for 800 years to repeat the error cycle.
2: That's right. But there is something what we call it retrogration, which is kind of like a a hint, give us like a hint. So what I'm saying in 1980 and 1981, Those two planets, actually, they came together in air, in air sign, which was Libra. It's the cycle because it's not exactly a set. So as if like those two planets before changing completely to a new element, they give us one time before moving completely to the air, kind of a preview or like a hint what is going to be the air element or what is going to be the next element, So in 1980 and 1981, they come together in air element in Libra. And then 20 years later, they're back to be in Taurus, in earth element. And that was in 2000.
0: So it's like a sub-cycle within this full 200-year cycle.
2: Exactly. And it happens at the end of the cycle, when it's just before moving completely to the new element. So
0: then how does the air element energy you know, color the influence of these two planets that look like they're touching each other or bonding in some form.
2: Yeah, Air Element is all about communication, idea, community, collective, connection and being connected. It's all about innovation, invention, education. For sure, that's the air.
0: But from my understanding... Saturn and Jupiter are really going to have almost two oppositional influences. Jupiter is like this expansive energy, expansive influence. Saturn is about structure and focus, but it could be more like a confining type of energy. So those are very different influences. Could you touch on how that's going to uh, show up, you know, in this time when they've gone through this conjunction?
2: Usually we experience this conjunction every 20 years. So humans are kind of adjust to it that those two planets, when they come together, we call them the social planets, that they affect our social activities, laws. They do some change in the regime, government and political changes, corporation and situation or institution changes. Even religious and religious institutes, a lot of changes could happen as well with economically and immigration. It's, it's basically a very social shift, and that happened every twenty years. And we can mark the last twenty, every twenty years, what happened, what is the big changes happening in the in the world.
0: So social structures are impacted.
2: Absolutely, social structures.
0: So how is the air energy going to influence this? arrangement of Jupiter and Saturn?
2: Yes, first we need to look at what is Aquarius, really. Aquarius is inventive, creative, and eccentric. It is the sign reflecting individuation, authenticity, quality, radical thinking, revolution, social changes. This is all terms that we use for Aquarius. Freedom, innovation, technology, invention. And when we look at this sign coming together, those two planets, we look at, okay, what is Aquarius is? So Aquarius on its highest, it's a sign for awakening and enlightenment and also liberation. But also Aquarius in its operate, if it's going to be dysfunctional level, it will be very isolated, uh, detached and cold. So those two planets are going to feel a little bit rebellious. There is a sense of social uprising, people protesting. We can expect a radical change and emphasis on social justice for the coming 20 years.
0: So you could see almost like a social uprising that might have a positive outlook and some might have like more of a negative outlook as we've already seen in the past months. Mm
2: -hmm. Interesting. But also, most likely, we will bring a tremendous amount of innovation, a new technology, a new ways of communicating, which already seeing them, you know, but it's going to be more and more of that. Saturn and Jupiter are the business planets. So we already witnessing changes in the old business models. This is going to really force businesses to start thinking outside of the box, finding ways to reinvent themselves and their businesses, to be open and adaptable and uh, think of a new idea. So it's really, that's what I'm saying, it's like a new beginning for all of us to think outside of the box, uh, to come up with uh, something new and different. Now that we are in the air element, we will expect changes in education and universities and it will become a focus again of how we educate our kids. That's really
1: amazing. So what are the, some of the changes that we can expect to see based on that?
2: Well, probably there will be a new laws or updated regulation regarding internet, social media abuse and data misuse and we will see breakup of social media monopolies. And I think we already have seen that with the Facebook. And we actually, we need laws to protect us online uh, using the internet. I mean, we always think like who owns our data? Is it the government or is it a private company? Like, or we own it, you know, that's going to be really something that we're going to think about this uh, coming years.
1: Yeah, that's really amazing and interesting because so much of our life is on the internet now. What about changes on a personal level? What can we expect to see?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We will uh, really notice some structural change in our life. It it could come by, you know, changing in our professional life or personal and uh, basically reinventing ourselves. Aquarian is all about knowledge and learning and we will try to find a way how to apply that knowledge to better our life and apply that knowledge in a practical way and that benefits us and the community.
0: Wow, that's interesting, Russia. Why don't you tell us a little bit about those other planetary aspects that are occurring this year?
2: So the we have this aspect that's going to carry us the whole year and thus two planets are squaring this aspect. It's 90 degree and we call it square and it's, it's going to square Uranus. Uranus it's in, in Taurus. So first Jupiter is going to square and then Saturn will square Uranus the whole year. Jupiter is going to square like one time and Jupiter Square Uranus is all about expansion, innovation, and uh, historically connect with discovery and breakthrough, invention. But the Saturn conjunct uh, Uranus, it's really throughout the year. And there isn't a specific dates for it, but it really it doesn't matter because the influence is going to be this year and also a little bit of next year. And that square, which is the 90 degree, is tension. And that tension between responsibility, obligation, order, duty, and the need for liberty and freedom. It's a breakdown of old pattern and the need for change. So we will see more of the social unrest and more structural reform changes us is radical, rebellious, and unpredictable. It's, that's what we're expecting. It's interesting you
1: brought that up because we're already experiencing that so much. We have, you know, with the uprisings in the United States, you're seeing a lot of, you know, protests in places like Russia that have been under a dictatorship for some time. So there's definitely kind of like this shakeup that's happening to the foundation of the systems that have been in place for a long time.
2: Yes, and of course that has an effect globally, not just here, it's really everywhere, and it's going to touch our personal life as well.
0: Well, that's certainly interesting on the global impact. I'm wondering how it might impact us as an individual.
2: Yeah, on personal level, really is going to help us and to break through, really. Nothing is going to come easy because that's Saturn, Saturn is planet of fear and Jupiter want to expand and Uranus is the change that's one implement. But basically is going to help us for breakthrough from any restriction or any things that really held us down and held us back. And uh, we will start looking into how to rebuild something in you for our life, something even stronger. So it's to liberate us from an old behavior or a habit to get to our true self, our authentic self, to get to your our uniqueness and specialness. And this is going to take time, and this is going to be, you know, we want to change, but also we are afraid of change, so we we keep going back and forth. But it's really up to us how we want to envision our future and what we want to do. And basically, whatever you see yourself, where is the area that you are not you're not growing. You are not presenting really yourself. This is the area that you need to have the breakthrough to invent yourself.
0: That sounds like a very exciting time, actually, even though it's a challenging time.
2: Yes, we need discipline, and that's what Saturn is asking uh, from us. We need the discipline. We own our decision, and we whether we're going to do the change or not do the change, we still have to own it, and it's going to help us to get to, to breakthrough our restriction that we actually put in ourselves.
0: Well, Russia, that's really interesting. And it sounds like this is an exciting year to look forward to with the planetary support for uh, some personal change and in, in growth.
1: Yeah, that is really amazing. I'm wondering to kind of close our discussion, if you could give our listeners a couple of key tips or takeaways that they can use this information to apply to their personal lives.
2: Yeah, since this is the year of air element, so acquire knowledge, something that really speaks to your heart and learn how to apply that knowledge in a practical manner to better your life and, and others. Also, since we have the eclipses happening this year where, this, the, nodes, where the, the nodes of the moon are traveling in Gemini and, and Sagittarius axis, the axis of knowledge, it's really a time of a great reveal and questioning what you believe. I know that I see, but what is actually true? It is a theme of a focus on the power of the mind to create our reality and create what we are seeing.
0: Wow, that's powerful. Good time to do some visualization.
1: And also be really, be really careful about what you think, right? Because thoughts are
2: things and that's how you manifest your reality. Yes, and there is one thing I will leave you with this, and it's really important, is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key to change. Forgive yourself and forgive others. And that will bring healing. And that's what we really need now.
0: Yeah, we talk about that as well in Chinese medicine, how letting go through forgiveness is is key to manifesting miracles in your life.
1: That's really beautiful, Russia. Thank you so much for that especially that last thought. That's a good one for us all to kind of sit with. The other thing I just wanted to say about astrology in general is that it is of remarkable importance. And remember that there's always free will. So the choices that you make are the things that will drive you to create whatever it is that you want to create in your life. So the nice thing about understanding astrological aspects is you kind of understand what's going on in the world and then you're able to use your free will to maneuver through those changes, the challenges, the upheavals. The and trends. The trends, exactly, that are going on so that you can kind of leverage that momentum for your personal growth.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's the beauty of astrology. It's really uh, very helpful. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I know it's been a huge help in both Salvador and my life over the years. So that was really some a nice little introduction to that, even though I know there was a lot of technical aspects that maybe not everybody will understand, but just kind of try to take away the key, the essence of that discussion. You got some great tips there at the end to
2: apply to your personal life.
0: And thank you, Russia, for joining us.
2: Thank you very much for having me. This is fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll do it again.
2: Definitely.
1: We'll definitely have you back on the show. And in the meantime, can you tell us where our listeners can find
2: you? They can visit my website. It's uh, www.rashahasan.net, and that's R-A-S-H-A-H-A-S-A-N.net. Wonderful. And
1: thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. And I want you to give us some feedback, the three of us. So we want to hear from you. Visit acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash astrology and let us know in the comments how you see the influences that we discussed today playing out in your life and in the world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast.
0: Bye. Bye,
2: everyone. Bye.